Hey there, No Labels, No Limits podcast listeners. Sarah Box, your host. You are going to love today's guest. Therese Skelly works with high-achieving women in business who are committed to making a difference. So sound like anybody in the audience? And the talented women know they are sitting on a gold mine, but often they feel the pain of knowing that they are in their own way. And I, for one, can relate to that. Therese is a former psychotherapist and marketing consultant, and she focuses on really helping her clients show up and be fiercely and steadfastly present to create their dream business and life. So working on the subtle level of energy and emotion, she supports her clients to step into the work that their soul calls them to do. And from the work, her clients can own their value, make more money, serve more people, and have a business that makes them happy. I, for one, and am all in on this conversation, Therese. And I'll share something that Therese said that was a little different about her than other guests, but <laughs> um, and then I'm going to ask her to, to give a little more information about herself. All righty. All right. So let me just tell them that as they know all of that about your, your big heart and energy work, that you used to be a prison guard. So just for folks who like that kind of like <laughs> cognitive dissonance, it's like, what? What? Picture, picture that. So, so Therese, tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came to be doing the work you're doing yeah. today. Thank you so much, Therese. And, and thanks for having me here. It's just, I, I, I love the vibe of your show, and I really am honored to be with you today. So how I got here is totally unlikely. I used to be a psychotherapist. I was married. I had a couple kids. And back in the day, even though it was my own business, I, you know, I worked a few hours. So it wasn't really, it wasn't that much because I was mainly focusing on growing my kids. And I got kind of the intuitive hit to go to life coaching school. So I did that in 2001. And I, from there, went to a business networking group. And I have to tell you, back in the day, when I showed up and I said, I'm a coach, they said, what, golf or tennis? There was not like 9 million coaches out there, right? And so then there, from that company, a newsletter came out that said business coaches wanted. Now, here's what you have to know. You already, you already snitched on me that I was a prison guard. I, had, I have a criminal justice undergrad and I did work in a prison, little little gray poly or brown polyester uniform. It was me. I worked in psychiatric hospitals. I worked in drug treatment centers. Where is the business in there? Right? There was there was nothing in me that should have been thinking, oh my God, I should be a business coach. But but the crazy part is I followed that intuitive hit. And I think it's one of the first times that I remember so clearly, like in my head's going, what the hell are you doing? And my fingers are typing. And then the next day I was a business coach and it was one of those like, holy shit moments. Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm a business coach. I had never read a business book. I never worked in business. And so I literally threw myself in the pool without, without the floaties. Right. But, um, what I did have is I worked for a great company and I got lots and lots and lots of great training, great mentoring. I'm pretty smart, pretty quick study. And so I got really good at the coaching piece of it, but this is the interesting part. I had such a chip on my shoulder, Sarah, because it was, I was only a therapist. Like, you know what I mean? Because I sort of had this idea that business coaches should have worked in business or business coaches like you worked in corporate or should have MBAs or read freaking business books. And so for such a long time, I couldn't own my value. I could not charge what I was worth. I could not sell myself. I mean, it was like, oh, good hell. And what I know today is that I actually got to go through that experience because then I developed 
systems and ways to work with that in the, in the people that I'm blessed to work with. And so a lot of the work I do with people really is that inner game stuff and the owning your value. Like, why should you charge as much? How can you be bold about it? And so that's kind of the, the how I got here was sort of like crazy. Well, okay. So you used a word that I use with some people. I don't use it with everybody because okay. people think it's a little airy-fairy sometimes. Like, really? You're a coach or a consultant and you're going that way? But you said that you used your intuition and pushed the button to become a business coach, right? Right. Have you always had a strong connection to your inner sense of who you are and intuition in that way? This is such a great, great question. So today I am so in tune to my intuition. It's like crazy. I'm a freaking ninja. But probably eight years ago, one of my business colleagues, really pretty well-known, seven-figure person came and said, you know, if you do not say you are a business healer, you'll never make money. And I was just was like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I cannot, that is nuts. Because <laughs> I was like, I have a master's in counseling. I know stuff. And so I thought it was just the stuff I knew from the therapy that I did. And I mean, I've been on the self-development, personal growth journey for, God, 40 years by now, right? But I didn't really understand the depth of like, no, it's beyond what I, oh, oh, I knew that. I know that. Oh my God. And so I think that the level of the intuition that I have sort of scared me because it's crazy what I know, right? <laughs> so, so it's been a journey to own it. So probably I was tuned into it as a child, but I was one of those children that was out told, you're so intense. You're so sensitive. Like I was really ashamed and put down for my... I have all the feels, you know, like I'm like, it's too loud. Hold on. It's too hot. Wait, you know, <laughs> and I was put down. So, and a lot of us are suppressed in that way. If we're sensitive or if we're really connected, we are, we are often in fire families or environments where like we're the aliens. Right. What I love about that to intensity thing is you're right. When you're a kid, you're supposed to like start reining that in. Right. Yeah, the yeah. one exception where I actually watched it celebrated and I could feel the joy of it is one of our grandchildren is on the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she was, I mean, she'll have total meltdowns when there's too much input, right? Mm-hmm. So this was maybe three Christmases ago, maybe four. Mm-hmm. There's six children in that family. So you got to know there's Ooh. some noise that goes on, right? Yeah. So it's Christmas, people are over. And um, I hear her go to her mom and she says, I'm going to my room because this is too much, too much right now. Mm. And I looked at her mom in the eyes and I said, that's so cool. And so she walked by, I said, see you later, sweetie. And she gave me a hug. And I, I said, oh my God, that is so great. If we could only remember right. to do that as adults, like right. I need, I right. need to be alone, right? She knew how to self-regulate, right? She wasn't right. wrong. She knew exactly what she needed, which is fab. And she could voice it. That's well, And she didn't have our filters on it, right? Because they don't exist in her. Yes. So that she just, it was either that or meltdown, yeah. right? Trying not to meltdown. Yeah. But I thought. Great oh strategy. My, it was so cool. <laughs> and I mean, I walked away and I thought that was my Christmas gift to be uh-huh. reminded of to yeah. say too much for me. I'm going home now and Absolutely. I just want to be alone. So that whole intuition thing and having mm-hmm. voice is so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about the whole energy and how you even begin that work, right? So 
someone comes to you and they have these goals, maybe they say, I want to take my business from here. Mm -hmm. I know I have the skills, much like yourself, right? I've got the training, and but I know it could be somewhere else. And you're working with them. How do you recognize where there may be those energetic blocks or what right. does that, how does that show up, I guess? Right. So these days, you know, in the old days when I was, when I, I blended marketing and mindset, basically. And so I would look at strategy and, and, and I think that's important. You know, you have to have the right strategies in place, but there's a lot of people that do strategy and they're really good at it. And that's all they do. And I'm kind of like going to leave it to them. Like that's their lane, right? So my lane is people that already know their strategy. And for some reason it's not working or they have a strategy and they're like, I'm screwing it up. Right. And what I say is nobody wakes up on Thursdays and says, I think it's, I think today's the day I'll sabotage. Yeah, it's good. That's, it's a Thursday. I'll mess things. Nobody, nobody does that consciously. So most people have that gap of like, you know, this is my desire, but crap, these are the results. Like what is in the way? And unfortunately in our society, we're just taught, and you hear this all the time, do more, do more, do more, just, just do more cold calls, just do more, do more, do more. So everything is geared to outside. Well, I, I take a different approach and, and I showed you earlier, I have a pendulum. And so what I do is I tune into my intuition because I'm usually, I've told you I'm a ninja. So I, I usually get the information and then I kind of confirm it with the pendulum. Because what that means is I'm, in, I'm connecting to your energy and I can show you, and it's so crazy cool. It's like just the coolest thing. Sometimes I'll discern this is from your childhood. And I literally can tell you, like, go, can I tell you a story? Can I just share a client story? It's a cool story. Absolutely. So this is a situation. The woman, I was on a call with her. I knew her a little bit, but I, I wasn't working with her very much. So this was a group situation and she was struggling. And this woman could not be visible. She could not articulate her message. She didn't know who she was going to serve. And she's this powerhouse. Like when you meet her in person, you're like, I want to hang out with you. Right. But she was floundering. And so I, so I, I'm going to work with her. And this whole process probably took six minutes. That's how fast it is. So I pick up my pendulum and I'm guided. And I said, okay, um, kind of weird, but what was your birth story? Cause, cause the wound happened like in utero birth time. And she said, Oh, you know, after <laughs> she kind of was like, well, all right, weird, but we'll go. And she said, what happened is that I came out of the womb fingers first. And so I, I kind of ripped my mom up and I heard about it my whole life. And so she said, what I decided was that when I arrived, people get hurt. And I said, has that affected your relationships? And like, like when she said that we all were like, Oh my God, that's it. That is the block. Now think about it. Nobody, nobody goes, what was my in utero experience? Well, you know what I mean? Nobody goes there, but what happens is the body carries the trauma. The body carries, like even as a newborn, there were, there were decisions made about herself. And so her whole life has spent hiding. So as people don't get hurt within that clearing, within a week, she's like, I know who I'm selling to. I know what my message is. I mean, she was like on fire. So that's an example. So sometimes it's there's a part of you that's holding old energy. Sometimes it's, oh my gosh, you know, like I'll share, I'm Irish. And I came in with my grandmother's the potato famine. There was a lot of heartache, a lot of pain for the Irish race. And so I came in carrying my grandmother's sense of life is hard and you must struggle. And I couldn't figure out like, God dang, what is... Wow, I'm just, I'm so much, I'm doing so much work. I was a therapist. What is going on? And I think I went to a psychic or something and they're like, yeah, this is your grandma's. 
And I didn't used to know how to work with that. Stuff. Now I can. So it's either a part of yours. It could be ancestral stuff. Sometimes, you know, if you're a woman over 40, you might not get got have gotten the permission to just really be bold and make a bunch of money, right? So you could be carrying the the gender issues from the 50s or 60s. So there's many different places and things that I could I would test and go, is it that, is it that, is it that, is it that? And then there's ways I clear, but that's just a few of them. So then it only took that one example that you had like a week to yeah. kind of integrate the new and yeah. let go of the old? Yeah, because what, what I see, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like if it's it's sometimes it's living in your body and no matter what you do, more strategy. I mean, I had a client that came to me. She had spent $30,000. She got a new website. She hired a copywriter. She got new photography. She she worked with our super expensive mentor. She spent $30,000 on that. And after six months, she had not made a dime. And she came to me and she's like, oh crap, I didn't work on the mindset stuff. And for her, it was was being... She was like fear of being visible, like, you know, the I'll get found out the fraud or thing or whatever. And so that's the thing is like, it's blocked. Like you're just blocked. There's this like energy that is, will not let you, or if you get to proceed, it's like stop, start. It's kind of like, as I say, pushing boulders uphill. So you might get it or you might get a part of it, but it's not like that. What happens then? So I'm now I'm thinking about, okay, as individuals, I can certainly relate to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, But then I think about we work often, not only by ourselves, but we work in teams, we work with others. What happens when a bunch of us come together that don't even recognize that in ourselves, let alone in others? How does that manifest? Yeah, you know, lots of times, and again, I pick up my pendulum. And so the question I, and and you can do this when you're at home, as you're listening, you can do this. So you (laughs) don't have to Not driving a car. You don't have to have fancy training, right? So, and I, cause I didn't, I, I, this, this was like, wait, I know that. Wait, I figured that like, I didn't go to healing school. Like, I'm sure there are those things. I didn't go to them. I just started following what I was guided to do. Right. And one of the things that I know is that your body hold, holds the answers. Now, most of us go to our brain and go, well, let me think, is it, uh, shh, don't even go there. Right. If you just ask your body, so you kind of like quiet your mind. And so you say to your body, like, am I caring, am I caring something for somebody else? So let's say you're, you're with somebody, let's say you're with your husband or your partner or whatever, and you want to make a bunch of money and you're ready to, to launch. And all of a sudden you start feeling all this doubt or you start feeling like this foreboding, it's not going to work. So you literally say to your body, is this mine or somebody else's? And your body will always answer a yes or no, right? Your, your body will say like, is this mine? Yes. Is it somebody else's? No. And so it can, you can differentiate that one. And so very often I find in like, partnerships or even group stuff, you can carry, like, I have a lot of women. It's like, look, this is funny. They'll say, oh my God, I'm carrying my, they don't know it, but I discern they're carrying their husband's fear that if they get too successful, they'll leave them. And it's usually an unconscious. And the husband is like, no, I want you to make money. But there's a part of him somewhere, like the little abandoned 12. I literally go, what happened when your husband was nine? And they're like, oh my God, that's when his parents got a divorce. Ding. You know? <laughs> so, so if you understand, sometimes also like the, you know, when there's terrorism or when there's school shootings or, you know, bad things that happen in the, in the world, we carry that as well. So sometimes when you when you have, especially if you're a sensitive, intuitive person, and so you're like, God, I just feel like crap. I feel hopeless and think, oh yeah, so does the rest of the world. You know, so you can kind of like, well, okay. So what you do is you just, if you start to identify like, wow, 
okay, that's not even mine. Then you can just go give it back. Or you can, it depends. Sometimes you just want to say, I'm just going to send it down to mother earth and just let, like, let it just water the plants, you know, or you could just send it up to the divine, whatever you want to do with it. But just, if you go, that's not mine, get it off, get it off of me, get it out of me. Then you have a chance. So when you say you get quiet and you ask and your body will tell you, how do you hear that? I'm getting, I mean, I'm just getting really, I'm thinking, okay, am I going to hear it? Am I going to yeah. feel it? Or if I've got the pendulum, what? Yeah. Okay. So, so, so Sarah, let me, let me just, I'll just show you. I'll just work with you. So there's two. <laughs> Wait, no, don't be scared. Don't be scared. I'm not, scared. I'm not going to ask you hard questions. Go so, ahead. So there's one way is you tune into your heart. And so think of somebody you love. So tell me a name of a person you love. Oh, um, Sherman. Sherman. Okay. So you just kind of tune into your heart, ask your heart and just say, do I love Sherman? And now turn into your womb space and say, do I love Sherman? And you could, should get an, uh-huh. Like your, your body should give you a, a something. Did you, so harder, harder womb space. Which one did you get it at? Kind of both, but stronger womb space. I Okay. Think. And tell me something you like, I would never want a parasail. Never, never. That would be like a, oh, hell no. So give me a hell no. A par- you know, like jump out of an airplane. That's a hell no for me. Give me a, I would never <laughs> want to do that. Oh, yeah. I really have, uh, I'm not doing a uh, free form, like where you jump off of rocks with a Oh, yeah, that. Thing. Oh, yeah. Good. No, not me. Okay. So I want you to tune into your heart and say, do I want to do that? Yes or no? That's a no. And then tune into your womb space and say, do I want to do that? Yes or no? It's still a no. I could okay. negotiate with No, it. no, no. It should be no. Which one is stronger? Which the womb. Womb, the womb. space. Okay. So yeah. for you, now see some people experience it more in your heart area and some people experience it more in the womb area. So that's why if you ask a, a very strong yes and a very strong no, you can identify. And so for that, ah. that's one process of using the body. And that's like, that's from the human design world. Your body literally should go, uh-huh, or uh-uh. So you just hear oh, the body. excellent. It'll be like, uh-uh. Um, okay. Sometimes if you ask your body, is it mine? Yes, no. Now, it, it depends how you process it. You know, I like, I don't like obviously hear voices from outside of me, but I hear, I have a knowing that could just answers quickly, you know? So, and there's another way, light or heavy. This is, this, these are access consciousness tools. And so you could say, when I, when I think of this choice, does it feel light or does it feel heavy? So you could ask your body. So, okay, body, does it feel light for me to do that? Yep. Heavy to me to do that. And so again, like that's, that those are ways to, because if you tune in your body, you're going to get probably more truthful answers than if you think about your answers. Right. Yeah. And it's so visceral that way. I mean, the, the so light heavy thing for me is like, if it's heavy, put it down. Exactly. Put exactly. it down. But we're trained to not, we're trained to push through and like ignore what's what's you talked earlier about being on somebody else's path right that's heavy it is being heavy when you're on yeah because you feel it and you're just thinking oh it is it's like like slogging and yet when you're on the right doing what is congruent yes it's effortless that's a perfect word yeah. congruent absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah very cool so talk a bit about the whole oh there was this is me getting so into what you just said that I thought about, I forgot my other question I wanted to ask you. So, so you know, you talked about like um, a bit about what 
the blocks can cost you, right? Mm -hmm. And actually, it's both a personal cost or a business cost if you're mm -hmm. in business, right? Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And then also, why reinvention is necessary? Because I can imagine that could also be a little scary for folks if I'm no longer who I was, yeah. who am I, and what happens to what I've created? Yeah. Let me start with that one because that's, uh, that's one of my favorite questions. So there's, there's different ways of processing the world, right? So the way I view things, I'm really mission-driven, and, and that means this in my world is this is my soul's work. Like This is my purpose for being on the planet. And I understand also that we're everything, we're all connected, right? Everything is connected. And so if you look at the cosmos, right? If you look at nature, everything is always expanding. There's always growing and dying and, you know, like trees, you know, leaves fall, they come back. Like there's, there's always, nothing is ever just like one and done. Like we're done. I mean, I guess if you pour concrete, but that's not really nature, you know? but, but if, but we're, everything is expanding. And if we're part of all of that, why would we not be? And so there's a difference between reinvention and the word I prefer is called evolution because reinvention, like if I have a house, I can say, Oh, I think I want to blow that wall out. And I want to put new windows in like, that's a mental process where I design. And that's important evolution and, and you know this is the crazy part sometimes it's like why isn't this working anymore why am I losing clients why do I suddenly like hate everything I'm doing I used to love this program oh my god what is wrong with me and what's quote wrong with you is that that's the evolution it's like it literally like pushes you and sometimes Sometimes you might, you know, I say, if you're in an uncomfortable place, you either said the prayer <laughs> and the prayer is like, use me, let me, let me like serve more. Like you might've said that prayer or you might've said yes to being the greatest contribution you can. And so life is like right on and everything that is contrary to that has got to go. So if I'm like, I'm here to serve a bunch of people, well, any part of me that feels like, who am I? Or do I deserve? It's like, it's going to be in my face, right? So that could happen. But, but to me, that's like the evolution is we're always expanding and evolving. So what you do is you follow that and then you go, okay, that's a new thing. Now, how can I reinvent? Meaning how do I make a new banner? How do I use the messaging? Then you don't just start with the cognitive piece. For me, you follow the energy, the soul, you follow where you're going, and then you add the toppings to it. Does that make sense? It absolutely does because the, the soul and where you're going is your foundation. Using the house analogy, it's yes. the foundation. Yes. Rest yes. comes up it. and the foundation will hold it. And then when we're not true to our foundation or our foundation has shifted, mm -hmm. right, as we progress through life or whatever, you may need new structure. Absolutely. Or you may need to move. So well said. And And the thing is, it can feel really scary. Like I really, I think of business and life in terms of seasons. And sometimes you're in the season of generativity where everything's working. You're just rolling in dough and everything's, and then other times it's like, what the hell? And you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you're called to be quiet. That's more of a winter season, right? And when you're in those seasons, it's really hard to not compare. It's really hard to be like, God, what's wrong with me? I want to, she's doing great. I suck. What's wrong with me? As opposed to 
And that's hard. I mean, it's, it is not fun. I, I spent a lot of time in that winter season recently. It is so hard just to go, oh, I'm supposed to be here. And yeah, I might not be successful or I might not do the thing, but I have to sit here. It's like when you have a baby, you got to wait for nine months. Like it just takes time. <laughs> you don't want to push it out of four months. That would be a problem. And so there's nothing else you can do, but just germinate. And so there's really a lot of mental work to get okay and give yourself permission to be like, okay, this is my work right now. It is frustrating when you when you feel that tension between what you yes. know you could do, should do, but you're just, things aren't working, you know? And I will sometimes joke, which I did earlier this week, just like that stuff just starts happening, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm on the business call and I said, before we get into the business, can I just ask you, is Mercury in retrograde or something? Because I think everybody's nuts. She's, that's what she said. She said, I, yes. All I can tell you is yes. I said, okay, good. I'll write it out. But part of it too is for me, because you're right, those seasons come. And, but part of it's also staying curious, like going, okay, as much as this might be uncomfortable, or I may actually even hate what I'm having to deal with right now, because I'm having to confront myself. I think sometimes being curious and saying, but why is this here? Like, what can I learn Absolutely. from this? That's such a great question. Yeah, my clients want to shoot me when they come and they're like, ah! and I'll say, and how's that perfect? <laughs> you know, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. Let's explore that, right? And, and, and it takes courage. I, I, that's why I love this entrepreneurial path. It, you're just going to be in your shit most of the time. Like, it, there's nothing like this. It just evokes fear, doubt, and it requires so much tenacity, so much courage, so much willingness to like jump in the unknown. I mean, it like the, I just have so much mad respect for people that choose this because it's easier to just get a job, get paid, have vacation and pension, blah, blah, blah. This is the harder path. It's to me the much more rewarding one. But, it can, it can but once you walk that path, Therese, and you get to one of the season's other sides, yes, yes, not yes. wrecking there'll be more. Uh-huh. Um, what are the benefits that you find there versus potentially just saying, I got to go with the known? Again, it's, I feel like there's at least the way I think of it, I work with mission driven, you know, conscious business owners. You're here for a reason. And for many of us, that reason is to be of service, to make a big difference. And I'm sure you know this, you probably know this feeling when you have made a breakthrough with somebody or when somebody has a shift and it's just like, ah, yes. You know what I mean? So to me, the results, like I know the ripple effect. I know the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of lives I've touched. I also kind of dig that I can help women make money and be powerful. I freaking love that part, right? I love that my boys, because I went through a bankruptcy years, you know, when the recession hit, I was, I was telling my son how much money I had made. And he's like, you made that much? Like I can show my sons that women are like way more capable than, than, than maybe they even knew, you know? So, and, and you also like the, who I am today, I love this version. This is, this is badass version. You know, at my age, I am a badass, you know, but I had to grow into this, this power center of my being and it only has come through through the, those what we just talked about, you know? And so I kind of like who I am. <laughs> so. I know. I've, that, it's that whole thing about um, you could, and I I hear this, and this was a conversation I had actually just earlier today uh, 
we were talking about change and seasons, those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And um, she was saying, you know, it's important to think about the things that you regret. And people don't like it because it feels bad. She goes, but yeah. it's really great because you actually can get honest and say you regretted that. But who would you have been had that actually been what happened? Right. So it's that whole thing like, oh, I regret I didn't do this. But you never stop to ask yourself, is that who I wanted to be or is that who I thought I should be or whatever? I mean, I think it's unique to each person, but um, there is that freedom or release from just really challenging those assumptions we have about who we should be or shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. And I say the freedom and relief, but it's the challenging. It feels sometimes dark and scary. Well, and, and truthfully, Sarah, this is why you have to have other people in your life. Even I, I've got mad sets of tools. I will reach out to my business girlfriends and go, tell me I'm going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like my friends are like, you need trees for trees. And I'm like, no. So I have, I have so much support. I have so many people that I have on the like speed dial, basically like, I need you to tell me this. I need you to. So that's you. If you get nothing else out of this, you have to understand that you don't do this in a vacuum. You know, it's, there's some things you cannot see for yourself and some things you just can't heal for yourself. You literally have to have sometimes other people pulling you up, holding your vision and going, it's going to work. It's going to work. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Right. It's, it's, we got to have people. We do. And on that note, will you talk a bit about how to choose those people? Because those people are, are precious and you're giving them you. Right. So how do you choose them? Well, if it's a mentor, perhaps, you know, mentor, coach, something like that. I always look at, are their values similar to mine? Um, I, one time it's, it's, it's a horrible story, but it's an example of (laughs) what not to do. Um, When I was, when my kids were really young, like he was my third coach, this guy, and he's very popular in the coaching world, like runs a coaching school, like super, super well-known. And the time again, my kids were very small. We were in a ton of debt. I was struggling. And he said, you know, you, you should just decide that you're not going to spend time with your kids for like about a year. And you should just work like 12 hour days. And I just looked at him and I ended up firing him ultimately, but I'm like, oh, and I'm sorry. And then he made me wrong because I pushed back. So I was like, the, that's not going to work for me. And then he, then he called me lazy and cushy. And thankfully, I'm strong enough to basically flip him off and just go, dude, like, like, did they not teach you values in coaching school? <laughs> that's what they taught me. You know, so you have to, two, two things. You have to understand your values. Like, what do you need? I'm super relational. I'm like, I tell my clients, you know, I'm going to love you. Like, and are we cool with that? And like, literally, like, we hang like, I love you. I love you too. We send love texts to each other. Now, if somebody's going, ew, don't go that, we're not going to be a good fit. So you have to understand what you need and you have to understand, um, because I think sometimes we look at mentors like outside successes, like, oh, they created that. Okay, well, that's cool. What I say is there's a lot of people that can show you how they made seven figures, but they can't show you why you can't. And so you also want to like, okay, well, I truthfully, there, there are certain mentors that I have to do almost like exorcisms and I have to detox my clients from working with them because they might shame people. Oh, you, oh, you're lazy. You don't want to make 15 cold calls. You don't want it badly enough. Oh, you're using your children as an excuse. That bullshit. And so you have to understand 
are there strategies going to work for you? Like I'm a super sensitive person. You will not shame me. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. So you know what you need. It's great to kick, kick somebody's ass a little bit, but you must have a foundation of love and respect and not just shame. So that like the professional one with your colleagues, I would say, you know, a lot of us don't like to get vulnerable. A lot of us don't like to just be real and go, crap, I'm not making the money or that launch didn't work or I'm feeling like a fraud today. You need to have that safety. Like you need to have a space where you don't have to show up and be on and pretend. And because that's a lot of, sometimes people do masterminds and they're all like, oh, mine's great. Are you great? Are you good? We're all good. You know, that's just bullshit. It's not even real. And so you need to find, at least for me, in my estimation, find the places where you're going to get just as loved for being fucked up <laughs> as you are for being successful, right? You need to be somebody having somebody hold you in both those places and without judgment. We hope you're enjoying today's episode brought to you by the Strategic Vision Mastery Quiz, a quiz designed to help you know how you're doing in the eight areas of strategic goal achievement. Just hop on over to sarahbox.com to access your free quiz, and in just five minutes, you'll have your results with links to valuable tools and resources to help you advance to your next level. It's all free, no strings attached, no kidding. And if you find the quiz helpful, please share it with others, friends, colleagues, coworkers, because when one of you succeed in life, all of us benefit. Now back to our interview. Well, I think it's interesting because a person's, and this goes back to when the coach told you, you know, you'd have to just ditch your kids, basically. What, I mean, for me, that's like total disregard of what is your definition of success. You know, if success for you is being available for your children while providing, then that's the focus of the conversation, not what I think your life should be like, right? Perfect. So, and so I think it's really picking people who can hold your vision. Mm -hmm. And sometimes our friends are, I mean, they may love us dearly or a family member, but they, they'll hold our vision until it makes them uncomfortable. Uh, and that's like, ooh, okay, am I ever going to see you again? It's like, exactly. right. And those are subtle things, right? Subtle. But um, so I think that is so great to think about what you need, like you said, like in a, their professional, but the values piece undergirds it. Yeah. And, and how you need to, like, I love when people call me, I mean, call me out like, Teresa, you have a blind spot. I am totally... I love that. That to me is like, yeah, you found it. Cool. I've been looking for that sucker. <laughs> yeah. But you might be a little more like when I start mastermind groups, I say to my clients, like, how do you need to be supported? And I make them tell me, they'll say, well, you need to say a positive thing first before you go there. Right. If you know what you need, you can basically train people how to, how to, how to respond best to you. Right. And now hopefully they can, we, we'd always get what we want, but if you understand yourself, like I'm cool, just bring it on, whatever, just I'm go with that. As long as I know you love me. Right. So if you know that about yourself, you're going to save yourself all kinds of heartache because then you're going to get the support in exactly the way you need it. But you have to ask like, how, how, how are you going to be able to support me? What are you going to do if I stop? Like if I'm sabotaging myself or if I'm not making the progress, how will you treat me? What kind of messages are you going to give me? Like that could be completely co-created in a really cool way. Like I say to my clients, so when you fall off path, what do you want me to do? You know, like I'm going to come stalking you. I'm going to, we'll be talking, you know, but to have those conversations preemptively is really healthy. Yeah. 
And I think it's sometimes um, hard for us to know those things until someone actually asks us that, right? It's like, what do you mean? What do I need? Right, right, I, right. I don't consider those things. What but does when someone's like, yeah. what? Yeah. What support? <laughs> Is that like a, a, a sawhorse or what? Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I mean, sometimes the first time you're asked that question sets you back, but it is so freeing to say, if you want me to hear you, mm-hmm. start this way. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I still might not shut you down, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. Until the trust is there. I think that's fabulous. So, Therese, honestly, I could keep on talking with you forever and make yeah. you do some pendulum stuff. <laughs> but um, what I want to ask as we wrap this up, and I'm picturing some of the listeners who I know are listening to this episode who are doing really great things in the world, but are coming up about some big step ups right now, right? Mm -hmm. Like they've made one level, they're getting ready to go the next. And there is that hesitancy, let's say, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're totally competent, if they recognized it. So what might be one thing they could do today, or something you might have to offer on your site or something that might help them take that next step up? Oh, those are two different questions. So what can they do today? Hold on one second. Let me, let me tune into that. Yeah. What I work with my clients is I say, to, well, I'll, I'll just do, I'll just do an exercise for you really quickly. First of all, if it is, if it is in your soul to do it, it, it's, it's like, I didn't, I didn't get anything that I'm supposed to be an accountant because I would suck. We would have a horrible situation there, but I know exactly what I'm supposed to do in my soul. So that tells me that it's from the divine. That is my purpose and my mission. So in essence, that's permission. That's going, mm-hmm, it's going to happen. So what I would have you do is imagine the, 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 like say the three year out you, the one that has already made the jump, the, the one that has already done it, doing it like in the flow. So literally three feet out in front of you, see that part of you and notice the difference. So notice the self-talk. When that part of you walks in the room, what are they saying? Notice your QuickBooks or, or the financial piece. Notice the clients and the contribution. And are you speaking on stages? Are you, are you writing books? Are you leading groups? Like notice the three year out of you, how the work is being. Notice the level of fitness and health and relationships. Like, so literally build out in your mind, like the perfect version of this three year old, this three year out you, right? So notice that. And then I want you to just imagine that you could grab that part and you should see the video. I'm, <laughs> I'm reaching my hands out, grab that part, put it, take it over your head. just like, you're going to put like, like you're going to pull it down over you and merge it with today. Cause it exists already. That's if you know that it exists already, I'm just walking into it. So we're going to bring it a little bit closer to you. So literally whew, just pull it down over you and just feel like whew, it's now. It's not out there. So it hasn't outpictured yet. You might not have the clients or the money or the fame, but it's all living in you now. And so feel now in your body what that's like. And you can start making the decisions of like, what I say to my clients is it's inevitable. If you knew it was inevitable, it was very different instead of like, oh, I hope it happens. It could happen. No, it's inevitable. And then you just hold that energy and stand in that space. So that's that's one how to do it. On my site, oh my gosh, you know, probably the best thing would be I started these monthly free webinars 
Um, recently, I did one about visibility from the inside out, like blocks to visibility. That was a really fun one. I'm going to do one on putting your personality in your marketing. I'm going to do one on energy and emotions and shame and like that kind of stuff. And so I would suggest that you sign up for those because it's 90 minute training, but you get to come on and I do coaching with you as well. So you also get me and my pendulum, right? So um, that is treeskelly.com forward slash, forward slash, and it's the initials F. A F. <laughs> so fierce AF is the, it's the fierce AF community. And I also have a Facebook group, fierce AF women in business. So those are the two places you could probably find lots. You find me more fun, fun. And folks who've been listening, you already know, we'll have the links to all of Teresa's information in the notes um, for the episode. Teresa, I I have so enjoyed getting to meet you, you. and Thank learn you. from you today. And my jaw really hurts from smiling so much. <laughs> so thank you for that. This has been fun. You're a great interview. I really enjoyed your questions and your time oh. today too. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it for this week's edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. We hope you liked what you heard. And if you did, we ask that you go over to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. If you know someone who would enjoy this podcast, please be sure to share. And until next time, have a great week living a no labels, no limits, no excuses life.